The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, America's number one ranked broadcast. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 38th birthday today. Happy birthday. Get your guns up for Wes Welker. Oh, nice. He is. He was born in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So on one hand, he's the worst. But on the other hand... We can claim him. You know, we can attack. That's, a, that's a good old Red Raider and, uh, and, and uh, obviously a very good guy. Who, like, did he help revolutionize the NFL? Is that overstating it? He helped. He helped. Like, yeah, because for for a long time, there was not really a guy, like a, a role for right. a guy like that. Of like, sure. I'm the smallish receiver who is super precise with my routes, and I'm just mm-hmm. going. And now there's, that's a cottage industry. I guess that's true. So yeah. shout out to you, Wes Welker. Happy oh, 38th birthday. All right. Buddy. First four through the door. Guy Frazier, Tony Blaylock, Terry Adams, and Misiel Romero. What's up, y'all? Who's who's winning at the leaderboard on that? Uh, look, you'll have to talk to Ed McElroy about that, but I think he's been doing it for like three days, so maybe let's uh, tap the brakes on that. Okay. We'll come back in a year. Yeah. Um, today is Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. 211 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 750. 750, Ken Caminiti's OPS in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. Ken Caminiti. 54 games in 2001. May he rest in peace. Um, we got Powers here. Hey, Greg Powers. What's oh, yeah. Um, Sorry about the audio, Mizeo. I fixed it. We, we, we kind of... We kind of just rolled into the studio yeah, like there, we 20 were, seconds we were before out, today. We were out I in the bunker. I forgot to do my checklist. We were out in the bunker, and um, I kind of pick up my computer and start walking towards the door, and Max is at his desk, and he goes, oh, it's 11.58. Yeah. Yeah, that, that happens. That happens more than you think. For a show that we've now done 750 times. If we're getting a little too comfortable, I think. It's probably like We are given 150th episode yeah. today. Yeah. Man, I, I'm just, I feel special. Yeah. yeah, it's a round number. We had good football conversation going today, so that's why we were distracted heading into the office. We, we were. Or into the podcast. On. We did. We Sorry, had, I'm on Benadryl today, guys. We had good <laughs> We had good football conversation going on um, about, about rankings, about um, seven on seven, uh, a lot of good stuff. I was actually the, the dumbest. I'd gotten a ton. Of, I got here early today by my mm-hmm. standards. And uh, I was the first one here today of the editorial staff. So that should, that should tell you everything. Uh, you and, and you were talking to let's, – okay. let's see if we can tease. Well, you were talking to a coach. Yeah. And it's I, probably I, the smallest school. I talked to a small school coach today. Yeah. You talked to a smaller school coach today. That's true. Which is like yeah. a weird flex yeah. in, that you can only get away with so in this it, office. So we did a little inside baseball in the magazine yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give any details out other than I'm trying to finish the three cover boy stories that I have mm-hmm. been assigned. Um, 
And so I'm trying to knock those out this morning before I leave for my vacation on Saturday so that you have everything that I owe you before I leave. That would be great. And then all that's left when I get back are things I have to finish. Important update then. Are we off next Wednesday? We yes. are off all next week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Seek the week off. Should uh, get, to get better. Chillaxing. Yeah. Take more Benadryl. All next week Hopefully we're off. I don't need it. Uh, because... I'm I'm on vacation and and I'm taking the keys with me to the studio so that Tepper is forced to just work on the magazine and not get any ideas about doing a show while I'm gone when he would be better off finishing the magazine that's driving. No, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about. Is this the one one time a year where I don't have to worry about you being like, oh, I got to do a show. You don't got to worry about me, man. Like basically, the only way I would even consider doing a show is if Step got. Enough interviews. Right. Where you just So all I have to button. do is c- click here, and while interviews are playing, I could do more work. Because now, as we mentioned yesterday, once May hits, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's a lot. I have a lot. I have a f- uh, Terry is already in the mentions doing the cry emoji because we're not going to be here. I'm sure we'll get more of that. It, look, guys. Don't it, worry. The recruiting you, notebook will be here. The recruiting notebook will be on the site. <laughs> uh, man the we- there will still be things on the website. And look, if you miss me that much, uh, come down to Cancun with me and my wife. We'll party. Oh, wow. We'll party. Wow. That is an open invitation. you got to find me first. And Lord knows there's only one resort in Cancun. There's there's exactly one. It's it's Cancun Resort. Yeah, Cancun Resort. And uh, maybe I'll be at Senior Frogs, right? (laughs) That's the joke, right? (laughs) That... That is the best mental image I could possibly have. Me at Senior Frogs. you yeah. at, like, the party bar. Of all the places. You'll <laughs> and, like, the – and yeah. the um, – can I say the word douche? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't care. Man, the I've wheels, cursed, the wheels I've, are off. I've cursed on this show more than anyone else, and I rarely bleep it out. So. Yeah. 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 You did – you did – your – what's so funny, I think one of the great legacies – we'll get to this week in recruiting in just a moment, but – uh, one of the great legacies yeah. of Max Thompson, whenever he does... Well, this whole conversation started with the word douche, so I, I'm scared about where it's going. No. <laughs> is that the the number one, I think still the number one video we've ever put out, is the um, instant recap of the North Shore Duncanville game. Okay. Yeah. And within yeah. the first 15 That's seconds, true. Max Thompson had to bleep himself out. That game was that awesome. Because he grabbed Matt Step by the collar and said, "Holy s!" <laughs> this is true. You can go back and watch our recap of the uh, North Shore uh, Duncanville game on our YouTube page, and you will see that uh, I could not contain myself. And Matt Step was—I think that's the first time Matt Step's ever been scared of anyone in his life. Was, yeah, was me hanging on his collar. <laughs> I think the reactions around the stadium for that game was right. about the because same. Because I yeah. watched yours on TV, yeah. Tep, after I got back, and mm-hmm. then. I know I was standing in the corner of the end zone when that happened. It's just a remarkable and that was, high school moment that and, we probably won't relive. And by the way, that that like my reaction on TV was after like 25 minutes of cool down. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like you should have seen me yeah. the moment it happened. Yeah. That was uh that was a train wreck. Yeah. So, uh in any case, let's get on to the show. <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers and this is this week and Cruton. It's Greg Powers, our beloved. Um, yeah, beloved. Okay. Yeah. Our beloved nice. uh, recruiting yeah. analyst from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Powers Scout. Boom. Woo! Got it. I didn't even. Nice. I didn't even. I, I, Got I didn't it. Two S's. Two S's. G Powers <laughs> Scout. Um, and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. That didn't change, right? Nope. At Next Level D1. Um, we are here to talk a little bit of recruiting as we do every Wednesday. 
Um, and we will start, you know, we will start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going to the DFW Metroplex, uh, out west of the DFW Metroplex. 2020 running back Dominique Johnson from Crowley picked up his first FBS offer. It's a Power 5 offer. It's an SEC offer. Not bad. Picked up a, uh, an offer uh, from Missouri um, as Dominique Johnson's on the board. I know that he had some offers from some smaller schools, but this one, I mean, obviously Missouri liked what they saw, and, and they swooped in and, and gave him his first P5 offer. And he is a bruiser. And yeah. I, I think maybe a good comparison for those loyal Texas high school football fans who are not that old, but old enough to remember uh, Rockwall's Chris Warren. Oh, yeah, dude. He may be a, that may be a good comparison for a player like Dominique Johnson who, you know, he's pushing 230 pounds. Defenders just seem to just fall off of, fall off of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's able to uh, shake out of arm tackles and, and keep his feet moving, and he has pretty decent top-end speed. He looked really good at our next-level athlete camp back in January in, here in Dallas. And Crowley's offense is starting to uh, really put up some good points each and every week. So uh, I think he's a, a player to really keep a close eye on. It was a very savvy offer, I think, by Missouri because I think he fits into that scheme, SEC, really well. He's that kind of thunderback. You know right. what I mean? He's. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever going to mistake him for – uh, you know the the kind of burner that you're that some some running backs are, but this is a guy who's a bruiser. And, and look, he's a bell cow too. 225 carries last year for over 1,100 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, this guy is is a workhorse back there. And and yeah, you're right. Part of an offense there at Crowley that brings back Kevin Miller and brings back MJ Tillman and brings back a really talented core. Uh, and so this is a guy that that you know, but it, it does seem kind of odd. And I guess everybody's not odd, but everybody's got to have their first. Power Five or first big offer. This is a guy who who basically before this his biggest offer was Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian, maybe. Yeah, I mean Abilene. How Christian, sad are those guys? I mean, yeah, it's it's like them. Yeah, Abilene Christian's thinking we were so close. Be like, guys, we found this guy, and he's gonna be. And then here comes Missouri, right? To say, oh, hey, by the way, we want you, and it, it's it's gonna be, you know, that that's. But it also seems like to me that makes it more likely that other people are going to catch on and probably catch his film and be like, oh, you'd be a good fit for us too. And sidebar here, I think that Missouri has done a really good job recruiting the state of Texas here over the last couple of years. Of course, freshman Jalen Knox made an impact on their mm-hmm. roster last year. They really cranked up the heat. Uh, in the last two seasons of recruiting the Lone Star State, and it's starting to pay some big dividends. They have a good eye, keen eye, I think, for talent right now in the state of Texas. Yeah, they, they've and historically they've done pretty well. You think back to some of their best players from uh, from Texas. Chase Daniel uh, yep. is a Texan. Uh, you know, they've they've had a number. Michael Sam. They've they've had some outstanding playmakers that they've picked up, uh, at least under the Gary Pinkle era. Uh, under Barry Odom. It was a little bit of slow going, but recently they've picked up a lot of steam as far as uh, recruiting the state of Texas. The big recruiting news of the week, I think that's fair to say, I guess, yeah. is um, our commit of the week, and that is Drew Sanders, the Denton Ryan uh, rising senior uh, athlete. Uh, is uh, He was a, a commit to Oklahoma. He has decommitted and switched his, uh, his commitment to Alabama. That's obviously... Big news, uh, whenever you go from one playoff team, CFB playoff team, to another CFB playoff team. Drew Sanders, though, is a guy that I am fascinated to see what he ends up doing in college. And I'm not, uh, notice I didn't say where he ends up playing. I said what he ends up doing because he is so versatile and can do so many different things that he's he's 
you know, I think I think the this is my personal recruiting take. I think athlete is sometimes a little bit too widely right. associated with recruits. This is a guy who's too often. This is too often. This is a guy basically without a position because exactly. he can do so many different things. Well, and as a matter of fact, I've had debates this week mm-hmm. with people close to the OU program and people close to the Alabama program on what Sanders will be. Mm-hmm. Alabama, I think, has him pegged to play on the defensive side of the football. OU was looking at him on the offensive side of the football, and you could really – you couldn't lose the argument mm-hmm. if you picked one side or the other for Drew Sanders because he's really good on both sides of the football. He worked out at tight end when he came to the NLA camp. He worked out at linebacker when he went to the Nike camp, so we had a chance to see him do both of those things. I feel like moving him to defense, you lose something – from his skill set because he's so good with the football in his hands. Mm-hmm. He has a long experience playing quarterback, um, and he is, you know, for lack of a better – the belldozer type mm-hmm. of guy, you know, wherever you put a quarterback back in the wildcat and you get on the goal line and he can produce touchdowns. I think if you move him to defense that you lose a little bit of that, but he's got a defensive nature Yeah, when he's on the field. He's really good at linebacker whenever he was playing for Denton Ryan last year, and you started to see some glimpse of that two years ago when he was at Colleyville Heritage that defense may be his calling card too. So I don't think you can lose where you put him, but he's good at both. That's the thing. Is that he's so physical, right. and, and a guy who, regardless of where you put, that nature is going to shine through. He's just so good at so many different things. That's what, you know, like, like I said, sometimes – I think there's a guy that I think, for example, um, the guy that, that that I think was was a bit of a a, a a catch-all. I go back to Desmond White whenever he was yep. at DeSoto, and he was playing quarterback for DeSoto. It was pretty clear that he was too small to play quarterback at the college level, so everyone kind of associated him with athlete. I think I think that was I, I'm like, come on, he's a receiver. You knew he was going to be a receiver. He's going to be a receiver, but they kind of gave him the athlete ter- uh, uh, term. Here is a guy that literally, if you put him at linebacker. Great. Put him at defensive end. Great. Put him at kind of stand up outside linebacker. Great. Put him at put him at fullback. Great. Right. Put him at tight end. Great. I mean, he can H back. H back. He can do so many different things. And I'm fascinated to see if he ends up sticking with Alabama. See what Nick Saban can come up well, with. Well, let's just go ahead and make a pact. Uh huh. We'll make. We'll, we're making our stand. Yeah. We won't liberally. Yes. Rate athletes. We will try. At DCTF. We will try to pick a position that we project them um, to play in college. I'm making sure we don't have anyone else on this list well, that we're talking about today there, that we have as an there, athlete. There's not, and that's kind of a yeah. pet peeve of mine anyway. Mm-hmm. goes back even as we run the scouting department in L.A. We try to pick yeah. and tell our colleges where we think these guys are going to play. Mm-hmm. And Drew Sanders is just one of those guys where he could play so many different spots. You just have to rate him as an athlete. Athlete should be a position of last resort, but this is a, an instance right. in which it should. It really shines through. Uh, we're talking with Greg Powers of Next Little Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, let's get to our underclassman of the week going down to the Houston area. Clear Lakes, uh, rising junior defensive back Mark Wilson. Uh, got a pair uh, of in-state offers this week, uh, one from the Houston Cougars, a local squad, and then another uh, from Baylor. Uh, he's already got an offer from Vanderbilt, already got an offer from South Alabama. Uh, this is a guy who shined in his so good. sophomore year, yep. uh, and it seems like uh, he's only going to get some steam behind him. been waiting mm-hmm. to feature this guy for a while mm-hmm. now. I mean, if 
the tape's probably rolling. We don't have the screen anymore right now where we can watch the highlights, but the tape from the NLA camp is probably rolling right now. And I'm telling you, this guy was as good as any defensive back in the 2020 class wow. that was there. Tremendous footwork, went through the drills flawlessly. Um, and I'm surprised, a little bit surprised that it took this long for people to really start popping on him. Uh, he's big at six foot. I mean, a, a legit six foot, pushing 170 pounds. Um, he could probably play safety or corner on the next level. I like him at corner because mm -hmm. of his ability to sink his hips and stay uh, tight in coverage. Um, so this is one that I've been waiting to feature. So I'm glad to see some offers start to roll in for Mark Wilson. And Clear Lake, hey, that's a or that's a team mm -hmm. that's really on the rise with prospects right now. Uh, Wilson had 63 tackles, two interceptions, and nine PBUs last year. And the coaches over there kind of describe him as a ball hawk who's not afraid to come up and lay the wood. Yeah, the the, the phrase that they, they use is that he will strike you. He yeah. is a guy who, who arrives at the football and arrives in a way that he wants to to separate you from the football. And so this is a guy in Mark Wilson that I feel like you're going to hear more and more about that if you are that good as a sophomore. For a program, by the way, clearly where it's not easy to start as an underclassman, right. if you are that good as a sophomore – you got two more years of hype coming through, and I imagine that Baylor and Houston will not be the last offers uh, no, that come his way. You love seeing Vanderbilt. Yes. Because that means he's done it in the classroom mm -hmm. as well. So there's going to be some academic schools that come calling for him. I expect that his offer list pushes 20 offers. We're talking to him about him this time next year. Finally, we're talking about our recruit of the week, going back up to DFW Metroplex. A, one of the... Plain and simple, one of the very best running backs in the state. Yep. Uh, Mesquite Petit running back Seth McGowan. Mesquite Petit, never short on talent. Uh, Seth McGowan is the next stud to come out of that Pirates program. Uh, he named the top four, and, uh, I mean, that's quite a top four. It's pretty good. Georgia, Oklahoma, A&M, and USC. This is, uh, again, plain and simple, I would say, not just one of the best running backs, but one of the very best players in the class of 2020. And all those teams are sending guys to the league every year. Yeah. So they know how to – to look and recruit running backs. Um, I think this is one of the guys. Now, we're going back, and if we count, recount Drew Sanders in as a new commitment in the month of April, mm -hmm. we went 21 commitments who left the state in mm -hmm. a row. No P5 commitments. P5. We had no P5 commitments to an in-state school the entire month of April. Mm -hmm. So, I think A&M sits in a really good spot possibly mm -hmm. for Seth McGowan, but it's going to be tough. You're talking about Georgia, Oklahoma, USC. Yeah. Georgia and Oklahoma especially have done a tremendous job recruiting the state of Texas. There's a lot of positive momentum going for those two schools, uh, sending guys into the league and, and you know, producing – truly stars yeah. in college well uh, especially i mean and especially at the running back spot you know right. especially these are guys that and all every one of these programs including a&m with travion williams uh this is a these are programs that have made running backs into stars into national known commodities in the last five years and you figure that that's something that that seth mcgowan's certainly looking at and saying okay yeah i can go to i can go to georgia and i can be like nick chubb i can go to oklahoma i can be like you know any number of the running backs that they've put put out in the last you know at least in the last couple of years i know they've been a lot more quarterbacks right but but still it's and that's and usc's running backs uh you know history needs no introduction this is a, uh, obviously a guy who's who's looking around and saying, "All right, he's he's not just looking for college. He's probably looking what happens three, four years from now when hopefully somebody's calling my name." And another thing I think that may be a feather in Texas A&M's cap in this recruitment is the academics. Mm -hmm. McGowan is a top ten in his class and the entire class at Mesquite Boutique. Mm -hmm. That's the type 
of student mm-hmm. he is. You know, Stanford had offered him, and I really thought Stanford was going to be a school at the beginning of this recruitment that ha- would be tough to beat mm-hmm. for a player like Seth McGowan because he has so much of that off the – he brings so much of that off the field uh, to the table. Uh, but Texas A&M may be one to watch closely. I think that we'll, – we'll see. I mean, but I think the Aggies have placed themselves in a good spot. He ran for 1,613 yards and 25 touchdowns last year as a junior, and for a very big senior year is Seth McGowan, the running I, back from Mesquite team. I think he's probably out of the rankings that we've posted so far, which we're up to 11 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to continue to expand that into this month and next month up to 100 uh, for our first Texas Top 100. I think that the battle between Seth McGowan – who's number seven in our rankings, and Jace McClellan, Mm -hmm. who is number eight, is probably our hottest debate so far in that top ten. Because you could flip-flop them either way, and and you're probably not going to lose, but a lot of people have Jace McClellan rated over Seth McGowan. We have him right there back-to-back, and I think that's one that could flip-flop or – I mean, you're not going to lose picking either guy. No. Nah. Uh, McGowan's a little bit bigger, but right. uh, that I mean, but at the same time, McClellan may have a little bit more top end speed. And and you know, one thing I've I've said about Jace uh, uh, Jace McClellan that I've been so impressed with is when he was younger, he was basically a speed back who was physical. Right. Yep. Now he's a physical back with speed. Exactly. And and but McGowan's the complete package. You can't really go wrong with either one of those guys. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see who ends up. On top, you know, Zach Evans is clearly mm-hmm. the number one running back in the state. Many services have him mm-hmm. as the number one running back in the nation. Uh, but that battle for number two, I think, right now in Texas is very interesting with McGowan and with McGowan and McClellan. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. And follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Shorter show today. Sorry, guys, but uh, the magazine doth call. Magazine uh, stuff. What? I said magazine stuff. Yeah, magazine stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brent Holman apparently knows where I'm going on vacation. Now, he doesn't. He doesn't. But if anyone could figure it out, wouldn't it be Brent? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's got connections. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. He uh, knows people in the government. Uh, everyone agrees, obviously, with uh, our take on the Duncanville North Shore game, and no one blames me for uh, the way I reacted. So we're good there. But, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending Prairie Day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can beat your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Episode 751 on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.